Folks, this is Rob McIntosh on Thursday, August 13th, with the Unsilent Majority Coaches Quips. We're reaching out today, our afternoon session, reaching out to see how everybody's doing. Hope all is going well in this pandemic. I hope people are battling the weather. It's raining where I am at the moment, but just saying hello to all my friends and family from Massachusetts and all my friends and family throughout the country. Hope all is going well. Next week, folks, we are going to have a, an updated. Uh, episode in regard to House Bill 2800 at the Massachusetts State House on Beacon Hill in regard to limited qualified immunity. Um, what we want to talk about is how it's going to affect public safety and anybody in the public sector and nurses, Department of Public Works, things, things of that nature and jobs that are <clears throat> excuse me, going to be on the front line of that bill. And we're going to have some people in from some from the various unions. Hopefully, we uh, we're trying our best at this point to get people from the Joe Ask Union, Suffolk County Sheriff's Department, and also the Correctional Officers Union from the Suffolk County Sheriff's Department. Ask me. Uh, we're trying to get them out to speak in regard to it and how it's going to affect them. And I reached out to the Boston Patrolmen's Association, and I have not heard back yet. So we will be talking about that. And why I bring Bill Twenty Eight Hundred up today even though we don't have anybody on the air to speak about it today, is because if that bill gets put in place in Massachusetts, now I understand, <clears throat> excuse me, and I'm sure most of you understand how liberal and one-sided Massachusetts politics really is. That's why if anybody knows anything about Massachusetts politics, the majority of the people in Massachusetts right now, the registered voter, voters are independent for the simple fact that they usually vote in a Republican governor and every every other branch, such as, you know, the Senate and the uh, representatives, 96 percent, if my math is correct, 96 percent of it is Democratic. So that's why most people go independent so they can vote each each way, each side of the aisle. But why I bring that up and it's going on in Massachusetts is because the effect of it throughout the country, especially where if it's in a state already, such as gay marriage was, this, lots and lots of states will start falling behind. Now, I hope that doesn't happen down here in Florida. And the reason why I say that is because the poor patrolmen down here and the sheriffs and the firefighters and the nurses down here, most of them are non-union. And the reason why I say that is be, uh, why I bring up the union aspect is because of the protection, the union protection. So if people start losing that limited qualified immunity or limiting their qualified immunity, then they're going to have to start taking insurance out on themselves if there is such a thing. For example, doctors right now take out malpractice insurance. Now, there are some doctors that never have to use it, you know, thankfully, and good for them. I think that's great. But in a profession where you are a surgeon, you know, a doctor that's a surgeon, I am sure that Again, it's just an opinion. I have no fact or basis, fact basis to support this, no data, as a friend of mine would say, because data-driven. But I have no data to support this. But I think 
surgeons would be sued or held more accountable than a family physician. That's just my assessment. I could be completely wrong. But the reason why I say that is right now, if you're an officer or a firefighter or a nurse, so forth and so on, and you happen to do your job within the confines of your policies and procedures, you do your job to the fullest without varying from what the policy states, you know, a policy manual, you do your job the way it's laid out. Is there a potential for somebody to get injured? Is there potential for somebody to be any of their rights be infringed upon? Well, of course there are. There's always that chance. I mean, I've been in, you know, all my years in law enforcement, as much as we did things by the book, so to speak, uh, there was always a, an instance where something went wrong. Uh, something may have been awry where the, opened the door for someone to be held accountable for actions that were legitimate, lawful, and careful. Now, if you do those things, can something happen to you? Well, yes, absolutely. For example, if you're a police officer and you show up to a crime scene, whatever that crime scene may be, you're called to a domestic dispute. You show up to the domestic dispute and, you know, a, a male happens to hurt a female, a husband hurts a wife or a spouse, a bro, boyfriend, whatever the case may be, partner, whatever the case may be. And the person that gets injured wants that person arrested for domestic assault. The, the arrest comes into place. Someone gets assaulted. Someone gets arrested. So now the person is being arrested arrested, they read their rights, they get Mirandized, their, their rights are, you know, fully within the book, they're going right by the book to the letter of the law. Now they happen to handcuff the person, we don't use the term cuff because, you know, when I grew up, you got a cuff, that meant someone gave you a slap in the head, so we never say cuffed someone. So when someone is properly handcuffed, double lock for your own protection is the old term, they get in the car, hands behind their back, you're driving back to the station, and you make a turn onto one of the streets and you happen to take the turn a little hard. Now you, had, you didn't break the law. You took the turn properly. They're in the car. You, you know, you're obeying the speed laws, all of those things. They take a turn. They happen to stumble in the back and they break the shoulder. They separate their shoulder. Now you've done everything you're supposed to have done as far as performance of your duties within the confines of your job with the, in the confines of rules and regulations, policy manual, all of that. And now you have somebody that's injured. What could end up happening to that person is they can turn around now, get, get the medical attention they need, which would definitely happen. And now the person that's driving that vehicle, plus his or her partner, can be sued personally for negligence, even though you did not violate their, any, any of their rights or freedoms for that matter. That's what has to, that's what we have to understand is going to happen. Because I'll tell you right now, from past experience, based upon the scenario I just gave you, if someone is in that situation and you're doing your job to the fullest, there are avenues, windows, whatever term you want to use, there are pieces that can open up to someone having their rights violated and uh, privileges taken away. I don't know if that makes sense to you out in the public, but it certainly does to me. So what we need to understand is if this law gets put into place, the protections you now have as an officer, firefighter, so forth and so on, are going to be 
again, limited in their capacity. So now they're going to go after the individual. Now, I don't know about you, but that to me, as I've spoken to many people, many people about it, that to me is going to have people stop in their tracks and decide whether or not they want to get into that field. Now, if you're a nurse, for example, and I, this is probably a bad scenario, if there's a nurse out there, please give us a call, 617-233-6543, or you can email us at coachesquips at gmail.com, coachesquips at gmail.com. Email us and you give the scenario that you think, because we can use it next week if, if there's anybody out there listening. If you're a nurse and you give the proper medication, you give the, the right dosage, and for whatever reason, the person that the patient that you give that medication to has some sort of reaction and uh, something comes of it. You as a nurse can be held personally liable for that situation. You, you didn't break the law. You gave the medication that was asked by the doctor or instructed by the doctor. And you can be held liable for any type of reaction. And you're probably sitting there saying, well, how would that work? How could that possibly be? How that possibly could be is because of the fact that maybe the solution that you injected wasn't diluted properly and you didn't read that. Or there's a situation where, you know, it calls for over so many hours and you give it, you know, a little more than you should. Now, did you directly do anything wrong? No. But did are you indirectly responsible for violation of someone's rights or freedoms? Well, think about it. You know, you're going to be held to a higher standard with less regard for your own personal safety and personal wear. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's the way I see it. Now, I have fa I have family members that are nurses. I also have plenty of family members that are in law enforcement, such as myself, my brother, my dad, my grandfather. They're all retired. Obviously, dad and grandfather are gone. But if that can happen in Massachusetts, what, what's to prevent it from getting pushed, put in, like I said, with gay marriage, not that they're the same issue, don't say, I'm not saying they are, but Massachusetts was the first state to have gay marriage and then California and then so forth and so on. And once it gets on the docket as a bill, which be, now becomes a law, then there are people out there to push that law forward to a, the next step. Now, if you get that qualified immunity, which is, like I said, Bill 2800 at the State House in Boston, if that gets on the books as a law, then you're going to have some attorney take that law and apply it somewhere else in the country. So what can happen based upon those scenarios, folks? People can be held personally liable for infringing upon someone's rights and are uh, privacy, whatever the term may be, without actually violating policy and procedure and or the law. So holding people to a higher standard above what their job description is, is absolutely positively wrong. Now, why I say that is because if that be the case, if you're a teacher in a school, and if you think this can't happen, then think long and hard about where I'm going with this. If you're a teacher in a school, or you're a school for that matter. You're the Don Bosco Tech High School in Boston, the school that I went to, which is now closed. If you get out of high school and you go to university, a university or college, whatever the case may be, you get there and you find out that the math that you took at Don Bosco is not anywhere near the math that you need to get through your college freshman year. 
Now, the way it looks, you could personally turn around and say, look, I don't know enough of this math that I want to sue, you know, my teacher, Mr. Smith or Mrs. Smith at Don Bosco Tech High School. I don't know if people realize that, but that's the door that's opening up. That's what can happen. So schools could be held personally responsible. And then even one step further is the teacher could be held personally responsible because everything rolls downhill, as we know. So if a school is held responsible, who is the who? going to what is the school going to do they're going to turn around and blame the teacher especially if you've had that teacher for an extended period of time like one or two years so i don't think people understand where the door is going to open and how far it can open because once that door opens there's no shutting it so asking people to be held more to be held have a higher accountability than the, the confines of their job is absolutely absurd and we have to understand that that is where it's going. That's what's going to happen. That's why doctors carry malpractice insurance. Because let's face it, doctor does a surgery. They, you know, they put you out. They, they repair your knee. They do thousands of them. They do, you know, they've done thousands of them. They go by the book, and everything's successful. Well, the knee, you know, it doesn't heal properly, or and or, you know, you have a knee replacement and it doesn't work. Now, is the doctor to be held accountable for that? There are so many factors outside of the control of the individual worker, employee, that is beyond their control that we can't allow to happen. We could go on and on and on with the examples, but what, what I want to do, and it's going to happen next week, we're going to talk to, like I said, the union uh, officials, a couple, maybe president, whatever the case may be, and or a, uh, you know, an attorney, and they're going to give us their side of it, how it's going to affect their future dealings with the people in their field. Now, I'll tell you, I wouldn't want to be in public service right now because no matter what you do, whether or not it's by the book, you're going to be held to some, a standard that is just unattainable. You just cannot attain a standard like that all the time. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, what does he mean? Do you, you know, does that mean you, you can't be professional sometimes or other times you, you, you'll get less professional? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. People can be as professional as they want and do their job as efficiently as they always have done into the letter of policy. But that little slimmer of any obstacle gets in the way. And then, it, like I said, the door opens and before they know it, they're being held liable uh, reliable, as a good friend of mine used to say, we were reliable. You could be held liable for something that's out of your control. Now, again, if you're out there and you're listening, and we're, we're going to talk more in depth in this next week, please do not hesitate to call me. I'd love to get your opinion on it. 617-233-6543. Again, that's 617-233-6543. And you can reach out to us at coachesquips at gmail.com, coachesquips at gmail.com. This is the Unsilent Majority Coaches Quips. I'm Rob McIntosh. We'll be right back. Folks, what we want people to understand, we are back on the Unsilent Majority Coaches Quips. I'm Rob McIntosh, your host. We're back to let you know about Bill 2800 up at the State House in Boston and how it can affect the rest of the country. And what I don't think people are getting the, the gist of is the fact that how in jobs where you're not, you as the individual, are not dealing with anybody in your job or interacting with anybody in the confines of your job on a daily basis can be held accountable 
by this limited immunity for something you did to the letter of the law or the policy and procedure that's in place. And I'll give you another example. I was sitting here on the break and I was thinking about Department of Public Works. I had a brother that retired from the Department of Public Works and he used to be what they call a paver. So now say he paves a hole in Boston after it's dug up. Well, now down here in Florida, you pave a hole on I-4 in Orlando and you're paving the hole and you do it the way it's spelled out in the procedure. It's taught to you by the letter of the way you do it by policy. You prepare the hole, you fill it and all of those things and it, you make it look nice and neat. And a week from now, a month from now, that hole opens up. Now someone drives through that hole, they hit the hole, get in an accident and they kill somebody. With this limited liability, excuse me, limited immunity, my apologies, limited immunity, what can happen, I hope it doesn't happen. What can happen, though, is that person turns around and says, well, who filled that hole? What company filled that hole? And then the company turns around and says, well, Joe Jones filled that hole. Uh, Rob McIntosh filled that hole. So let's find out what happened. If you don't think that can happen to you as, in, as an individual, then you better rethink what's going on in society today. Because I see on TV all the time that we're the most litigious group of individuals in the world. I've never seen it as much down here as ever in my life. Every time I turn on a TV, you know, call this one, call that one. If you've been in a car accident, call this one. And the reason why I mention that is because if we're holding people to a higher standard than their job description dictates, then we are opening up the door for people to be accountable for things that are out of their control. Now, we all have jobs that we have to do, all of us that work, not the lazy people that don't work. We all have jobs that we have to do. We're all accountable to somebody. We answer to somebody, regardless of who it is. Now, we do our job on a daily basis. In my case, I drive a bus. I get my group to where they're going safely, as efficiently, as quickly, all of those things as possible. I get them to where they need to be. No harm, no foul. Somebody gets off the bus, gets in the hotel room, turns around, calls the company that I work for and says, I got sick on the bus because the air conditioning was too high. Or there was a smell on the bus because your driver didn't smell it. And now I am deathly sick. I am in the hospital. Don't you think that driver would be held accountable for that? If you don't think so, rethink it. Because as I said, we are so litigious in this society that we're looking to blame somebody for anything that happens to us. We are, we're involved in the blame game. And that's what this is going to entail. People could do their job to the letter as, of the law, to the letter of policy, all of those things completely by the book with no hiccups along the way. Nothing could happen. And then all of a sudden you get hit with something else. I've had it happen. I've, I've had situations where especially in law enforcement, I won't get into and bore you with the details, but I've had situations where all of a sudden I'm brought into answer for something that happened a year ago because someone did not like the way it went. And it has happened to me driving a bus as well. Did you do this? Did you speak to someone this way? Now I'm not saying I'll take a breath here. I'm not saying that people should not be held accountable for their actions in the immediate sense. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is we as a society 
want to put blame or place blame on people for things that we perceive to have been wronged to us. Now, for example, again, I'll give another example. When we get sick and we go to the hospital, we want to find place blame. Well, you know, it's a science. Not is it a situation where we can blame someone for what's going on. Like I had mentioned earlier about doctors having, you know, insurance for if they get sued. That's what's going to have to happen here, folks. Like I said, you can take a person from Boston to New York or Orlando to Miami on the bus. For example, we did it down here. We took someone from the villages down to the cruise ships. We get them to there, drop them off. We get their bags placed. If they get on the ship, they're on their cruise from the villages down in Miami. They're off on Fort Lauderdale. They're on their way. They're on their cruise. You get called a month later. And by the way, Mrs. Jones got sick on your bus because of the fact that you didn't pull the shade down. And if you think I'm overreaching, think again. Because as I mentioned, there are people, and I know it's repetitive and I know I'm repeating myself, but I think it has to be said. There are lawyers out there. I'm not disparaging the law profession. There are lawyers out there looking for a payday. And if they could find a loophole to make someone accountable for someone else's distress, then they will find it. Trust me when I tell you, they will find it. And where I get baffled by these things and where I get lost by this is not everything has a reason or can be placed, have a blame placed on it. Not everything has a reason for happening. Some things just happen by sheer coincidence. Some things happen because timing. And we're all aware of that. But if this immunity, limited immunity bill gets passed at State House in Boston, in Massachusetts, it's going to move forward in other states. I, mark my words, you heard it here first on the Unsilent Majority Coaches Quips here on Thursday, August 13th. You heard it here first. From my mouth to your ear, from Rob to you, you heard it here first. If that gets passed in Massachusetts, California is next. And after that, I guarantee it will be New York, and then you're going to start going all the quote-unquote left-wing states, all liberal states. Mark my word, that's what's going to happen. And if that happens, these uh, people that are in the workforce, I was going to say developers, but these people that are in the workforce are going to be held to a higher standard than their job entitles them to. What do I mean by that? What their job says they they do their their job performance their job description that was the term i was looking for what their job description holds them to now you have a job you have a description of what your job is these are qualifications for that job and this is what you need to do in that job and they're going to put outside the parameters of that description what your the accountability that you're going to be held to and if you don't think it can happen I would not want to be the first sheriff down here in Florida or the first teacher in, you know, Orange County, Florida, to lose my job because some kid didn't, you know, he felt he was wronged and didn't learn enough history. If you think that, you think I'm stretching it, you, you're, you know, you're crazy, folks. You're really crazy. If you think that's not going to happen, mark my words, it will. Again, folks, I'm sure you're sitting out there saying I'm really stretching this. But one example I have to use, and it 
came to my attention as I was sitting here. Now, I drive a bus, as my audience knows. I retired law enforcement. I drive a bus now. Say I'm driving by Orlando on I-4, driving within the speed limit. Everybody's seat belted in the way they're supposed to be. There's no distractions. I'm doing everything by the book. Camera's facing me. I'm on the camera. No problems whatsoever. I'm under the speed limit by a good margin. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to. I'm paying attention. I have two hands on the wheel. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to. Some moron cuts in front of me. I have to hit the brake and somebody in the back jolts forward, hits their face off the seat. They split their lip open. They need stitches. They have to have teeth replaced. Who's responsible for that? Now, right now, the way it stands, my company, the company I work for would be covered under their, their liability insurance they would be covered. But the way it's going to happen with this bill, which if it becomes law, is that my company and any other company, and rightfully so, is going to turn around and say, wait a minute. We hired this guy. He qualified. He's done this, 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 and this, and he, he can drive the bus. And then they're going to say he's on his own or she's on her own. So what happens then is then they're going to go after the individual. They're going to go after me personally and then I'm going to be held to, you know, a liability that I shouldn't have to have, an insurance that I may have to carry on my own. And I'll tell you right now, for the money I make driving a bus, to have to have my own personal liability insurance is insane. I don't make enough money to do that. So we, we have a 56-passenger bus, and I'm sure now with this pandemic, the, the amount of people we can carry is going to change. But say I have 56 people on the bus. And I don't know, with the law getting through, do I have to carry a million dollars of coverage on each person? So that's $56 million worth of coverage. What do you think the premium's going to be? You know, we have to stop and think the ramifications of what's going to happen, if, because this, to me, has not been well thought out. It has not been brought up for public debate. And people are thinking, oh, it, it's going to affect just police, fire, nurses. No, it's going to affect the job. People that are covered in their job by, with any type of liability in their job are going to lose that. They're going to lose it. They're going to, hence the law, the limited liability law. Excuse me, I say liability, but it's immunity. And why I say liability? Because you're going to lose your immunity within the liability construction of it. Because, you know, Immunity from what? Like I said, you don't have to violate someone's rights. You don't have to violate someone personally. But if you do your job and you lose that immunity, it's, it's the same thing. It's a play on words. And why I say liability, like I said, I've used, given plenty of examples. A teacher that does their job, an officer that does his job, a nurse that does her job, doctors have their own malpractice insurance, but someone, you know, a DPW worker or snowplow driver or you know someone putting a electrical line where, where does the immunity end for those people where do these jobs gain the, the perspective of the individual to so they don't have to have any type of liability for above and beyond the immunity they already have i don't know if that makes sense but you're you're covered with the immunity now, some immunity now, but when the, it gets to the point where the company cannot and will not cover you and you're not immune from that, 
you have to then take on the liability of it yourself. That's where I. That's why I said the liability because I, I I don't want to confuse it, but it's the same. And I kept saying liability when it was immunity. And again, I use police unions. Not every police officer is in a union. Not every nurse is in a union or firefighter for that matter. I say them because they deal with tragedy and travesty all day long. But there are jobs, again, as I mentioned earlier, where people do not have much dealing with the public, but their, their job can affect the public. So their immunity, once they walk off the job, at the end of the day, their immunity basically ends. Because now, and the way it stands now is you're covered for the company that you work for based upon their liability insurance. But if their liability is limited, now who picks it up? But you do. You pick it up. You, the individual, picks it up. Now, we're we're putting ourselves in a predicament where we're holding people, as I mentioned earlier, we're holding people to a standard that they just cannot uh, maintain. I know I wouldn't be able to maintain it. I, I would not be able to work, work in law enforcement today. There's a number of factors why I say that, but I just this immunity bill alone, limited immunity bill, I, I would not be able to do the job. I would have to think of going into another line of work, not because I, uh, you know, I'm afraid of being sued, not because I'm afraid to of being, you know, uh, killed or held accountable. Just because you're asking people to, to be held to a higher standard, as I mentioned earlier, a higher standard than their job description entails. And when does it stop? When do we stop asking people for more than what they do, what they're, they're qualified to do? Folks, the podcast is coming to an end today on Thursday, August 13th. Again, I'm Rob McIntosh. This is the Unsilent Majority Coaches Quips. Please reach out to us. Let us know what you think. If you want to get involved in this limited immunity, we're going to be talking about it on Tuesday. Hopefully, we'll have a couple of guests. Please, but please reach out, 617-233-6543. Again, that's 617-233-6543. Or you can email us at coachesquips at gmail.com. That's coachesquips at gmail.com. I'm Rob McIntosh. Always a pleasure to speak to you. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Talk to you.